I really didn't appreciate what value that these colleges bring to our communities and to the students. I'm convinced now that I think community college is the future of education in America. Reinforce the idea that community college is college. In those days, the junior college was not really considered college. But the more we can let our constituents know that the community college is college. What I find is a lot of times after I tell the stories of our students and what they're doing, I'll have someone come up out of audience and say, you know, my grandson went to your college and he's now very successful. They'll come tell me stories about how the college has impacted them. We're going to tell the story. We need to believe it and they need to know that we believe it because I think the stigma for so long impacted how we thought of ourselves. We know we're quality. We believe we're quality. We want to make sure people really do see that, that we have a passion for that and that's the truth. Welcome to the End Community College Stigma Podcast. I'm Steve Robinson, president of Owens Community College in Ohio. My co-host, Rachel James, is not with me today, but I am pleased to bring you a special episode of the podcast produced in conjunction with the Belk Center for Community College Leadership and Research at North Carolina State University. We're recording this morning at the North Carolina Association of Community College Trustees Annual Leadership Seminar in front of a live audience. This podcast is dedicated to ending the unfair stigma placed on America's community colleges. Today's special edition of the podcast takes the place of a panel discussion on image and public perception of community colleges. During the first portion of the program, I have the privilege of leading a discussion with four trustees from community colleges across North Carolina. In the second half of the show, I'll have a similar conversation with my president colleagues here in the state. There are a lot of great things happening with community colleges here in the Tar Heel State, and I'm very much looking forward to having some great dialogue today. So I'm very, very honored to be joined on stage by a distinguished panel of community college trustees. We have Ed Dalrymple from Central Piedmont Community College, Julie Emmons from Alamance Community College, Vita McNair from Wayne Community College, and Jean Reese from Surrey Community College. So before we start, trustees, what I would like to do is thank you for your service to your <coughs> colleges. Uh, you have a lot of choices of ways to provide community service. And here in the United States, we're really lucky to have literally thousands of people uh, volunteering for these leadership positions as community college trustees. And on behalf of community college people everywhere, I just want to say thank you for that before, before we get in. So. You have choices about how you plug into your community. Why did you choose to be a trustee? Why is this your way of giving back to your community? Is there one of you who would like to weigh in on that question? Okay, sure. <laughs> this is Julie from Alamance Community College. Um, I, I think we can find few things that have a greater breadth of impact. When you think about the sheer number of individuals from all walks of life who are positively impacted by what we do, uh, it's truly amazing. And, and when you consider the transformative power of what we do, um, it's, it's 
really a one-stop shop when it comes to helping in a number of different areas and in a wide variety of ways. So that, that's what motivates you. Do you, know, do you have an education background? or I do. Mm -hmm. I spent 17 years in education. I was a classroom teacher for seven years, and I taught in the School of Education at a university mm -hmm. for 10 years. Uh, so in many ways, it was coming back home. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but during those years, I also had students. I taught at the middle and high school level. Uh, who I, the community college um, was, was an incredible option for them to reach their full potential. And anything we can do to support that is, uh, is well worth it. That's great. How about other trustees? Reasons that you decide to uh, give in this particular way? Well, I'll chime in. I'm mm -hmm. a retired educator, uh, 41 years in education. And uh, actually, I was an elementary school principal. Um, the school that I retired from, our motto was uh, Eastern Wayne Elementary where success begins. And uh, I always felt like we sort of built that foundation. But as a principal, I was always concerned about what happens to our children after middle school and high school. And um, I heard and had ex experienced just through friends the impact of uh, Wayne Community College in our community. And um, I realized that that, is, that was a place that our students could go um, after they complete high school. But I also, um, and in fact currently, I serve as a success coach at a high school. I never thought I would be successful working in a high school. But the whole purpose of what we do is to promote high school graduation. And so many of the students that I work with now don't know what they're going to do after high school. And uh, I am so pleased as a trustee of Wayne Community College to say to them, think about Wayne Community College. Whether you're going to go into uh, uh, the business world as a, as a trade, or if you're going to go on to a four-year college, I also work collaboratively with parents. And in doing so, I say to parents, you want your child to be successful um, after leaving high school. All right, think about the community college. It's the best deal in town. Your child will get a great education and it's affordable. So from the things that I've heard and the things that I've experienced as a trustee, I realize that really Wayne Community College in Wayne County, Goldsboro, North Carolina, is the best deal in town for our students. So I, 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 success began at the elementary school. It doesn't end at the community mm -hmm. college, mm -hmm. but it certainly is an opportunity for students to go further. So that's, oh, that's fantastic. things that excited me about being, becoming a trustee. And a great way to promote. That's, 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 how about other trustees? Reasons you, reasons you do this and give? Uh, Gene Ray, Surrey Community College. I, I've been a trustee for 16 years and in business over 40 years. And living in a county where we had huge job displacements back uh, during the NAFTA times, I remember one instance we had our president at that time would bring in students to trustee meetings to talk about their story. And we had this one student who was a middle-aged father of three, lost his job as a fixer in one of our textile mills. And he was an extraordinarily good student, later went on to become an electrical engineer. And I'll never forget what he said that just motivated me and has kept me um, motivated since. I never knew I was smart until I came here. Wow. And um, he's spent 20 years of his life as a fixer in a textile plant. 
and when he came to Surrey Community College and how timid he was to come to our campus and once he got there he realized he had some special gifts and without that opportunity he would you know, again not have achieved what he has what a motivator I never knew I was smart that that's a phenomenal story how about you hey. uh, Ed Dalrymple with the Central Piedmont in Charlotte uh, I first got involved with uh, Central Piedmont a long time ago uh, come from the business world and uh, someone asked me to join the uh, Central Piedmont Foundation and I said well okay I'll do that had no idea what I was getting into or what we did uh, but stayed involved and then a number of years later was asked to join the uh, Board of Trustees and it just it took years for me from a from a business background to really understand the value of our community college system uh, I knew about community colleges. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, uh, Lee County. Uh, it was a community college there. But I really didn't appreciate uh, what value the, the, uh, these colleges bring to our communities and to the students uh, that are uh, part of those colleges. And, you know, I'm convinced now, and I, this is kind of a tagline for me when I talk to somebody, uh, that I think community college is the future of education in America. Uh, I mean, I believe that uh, deeply. I, I do too, and I think, well, first of all, there's so much in what you just said that is a great transition to another question I'd like to ask, but essentially what you said about your discovery journey about community colleges is what we want to have happen with a lot of people who don't yet understand uh, what, what we're doing, and thank you for being such an effective advocate. What you said, Ed, uh, reminds me of uh, something else that, that I want to talk about. You all as trustees are, uh, oh, the, you, you have fiduciary and leadership positions over these institutions, but you exist in a world outside of them and you have uh, you know, clients, business partners, community leaders that you talk to. How do you describe community colleges to folks outside of community colleges? Would anyone like to take a stab at that? I think I stated earlier that mm -hmm. um, I say to my parents and other community people, it's the best deal in town best to get a town. good education. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's pretty much the seller right now in this economic atmosphere that we have now, where uh, college is, four-year colleges are so, so expensive, and students can get um, an excellent education just as good at a community college and if they want to transfer they can mm -hmm. but I often say this and then um, just in businesses uh, particularly in the medical field where if I have to visit a, a dentist office or a doctor's office I often ask them where'd you go to school and they'll say Wayne Community College and I go yes <laughs> um, and then you know and then I'll say to other friends that they graduated from uh, Wayne Community College um, in the education field I'll say to teachers to teacher assistants um, if you want to um, further uh, your education you can always go um, to Wayne Community College it's affordable you can do that you can work and still um, go to college and then I have um, friends who are foster grandparents and these are ladies that work with the young children in elementary school they have a training program every summer the grandest feeling um, that they have is the fact that they have been to 
college. Now, they're getting a certificate, but that means so much when they go back to their friends and neighbors and say, I went to college this summer. We had a graduation ceremony. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it stems from uh, those who are just getting certificates who are actually graduating with degrees. The pride that it gives the individuals as well as our community, because they go out and share that with the experience, the positive experience that they had at Wayne Community College. So um, all I can do is just share that, again, as the best deal in town for an excellent education and, of course, an education that's affordable. That's powerful, Vita. And you, you as a group have, uh, have slogans, right? Uh, future of America, best deal in town. I love it. Anybody else ideas about how you talk to non-college folks about our institutions? I, I focus quite a bit on open doors, hope, opportunity, um, upward mobility. Um, I think in many cases, we, sometimes we have students who have been told, no, you can't. This is not for you. Right. And we break down that stereotype. Yes. We break down that barrier. That's a very powerful story uh, that only we can tell. I think that's an important narrative. Um, also, with business and industry leaders, I make sure that they understand that this is not an option. This is a necessity for economic development, for workforce development. Um, this that's is, great. And again, more slogans. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, uh, yes, please. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, I think one of the things that, that we as trustees have to do and, and what I try to do in our community is be very enthusiastic about your, our, your particular organization. Uh, Central Piedmont's very well known. We don't have any name recognition problem, but uh, a lot of people don't understand the, uh, the college. Uh, they don't understand all the job, uh, the job training that we do. They don't understand how it can be a pathway to a four-year degree. I think we are the, uh, you have the University of North Carolina at, uh, at Charlotte, uh, and uh, we're one of the one of the, if not the largest provider of uh, students to mm -hmm. UNCC. So I, I just I emphasize that that we need to be very enthusiastic about our organization, and I think that enthusiasm will uh, be infectious. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, any, anything to add, Gene? Yeah, I would, I would add to that. Uh, each of our colleges as we al are allowed to tailor our offerings to our communities, but each of our colleges is a conduit between our old economy and our new economy. And that, um, to the extent we can get that word out and make our employers aware of it and our prospective students aware of it, then that's the, to the extent we'll be successful as a school. But it is, it is certainly the economic development engine of each of our counties. You know, listening to you all talk, I'm hearing a kind of a theme of on two parallel tracks. One is the theme of the individual, or the, the, how it makes a difference in an individual's life. But what Gene just said about this macro, right, making a community impact, either through economic workforce development. So that, that's just fantastic. So, you know, Ed already shared one, which is great, but I wonder now if I could ask you as trustees, do you have favorite community college success stories? They could be individual, they could be organizational or big picture. Uh, when, when you're bragging and being enthusiastic about your institution, what are the success stories that you find telling, that you're telling people? Well, I want to just say that the, uh, and this isn't a particular success story, but one of the things that is the greatest opportunity for me is our graduation. And we have, 
uh, uh, probably about 800 students walk. Uh, yeah, we'll maybe double that in uh, the graduation. But the enthusiasm that these kids and the, the excitement that is in the uh, in the audience. You have families, groups of families, uh, and when their uh, their child or their brother or mother walks across the stage, they erupt in excitement because this is a huge, uh, a huge day in the life of that family, and that's a it's just terrific to hear that. Hand gets a little sore, but. Okay. Yeah, if, if I could jump in, uh, yeah, from shaking all those hands, right? Uh, so uh, if I could jump in and just agree, I, I'm sort, I love to drag people who've never been to a community college uh, graduation ceremony to come because there are no more enthusiastic families. And I, I have uh, a great uh, short story about a recent uh, uh, speaker we had at ours who came from a university and he, he doesn't particularly enjoy commencement at his institution. He had a ball at ours because of the enthusiasm in the room. So I think we're gonna, I wanna add that to the list of things we could do to combat stigma, is that is get people to come to our commencement ceremonies. Any other ideas? What success stories? Um, I have two, mm -hmm. so I'll be brief. Um, okay. I wanted to share about Josh and Amy. Uh, Josh is a young man who finished his IT degree at Alamance Community College last year. Uh, he got an internship at IBM. In the past 12 months, he has been hired. He has been promoted. He created a very unique product for them, and he is now the first intern in all of IBM's history to be named on a patent. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That's all in the past year. Okay. That's pretty powerful. Then there's Amy. Amy is not defined by her intellectual disability. It's an important part of the precious person that she is. For years, she's been stocking shelves at Walgreens. She started participating in a special program we have called Coffee Cart. And every Wednesday, uh, the students sell coffee and pastries to the community college at large. She learned some math skills and may started learning to make change. And now she's not stocking shelves, she's a cashier. Well, at Walgreens and, and I think both of them are very powerful stories about how a community college education meets you where you are wherever that may be and it's going to be a high quality education that helps you reach your full potential as a human being and uh, I think those everyone in this room could tell a story like that we need to keep doing so. I love that, and if I could just uh, compliment you. I'm, I, we try to teach all of our trustees these great <coughs> success stories about our students, but I, I, don't, I, I think I can speak for the other presidents in the room. To hear a trustee calling out our students with their names and telling their stories, how powerful is that? That's fantastic. Any other thoughts on that subject? Well, I think we all probably have um, many success stories mm -hmm. uh, where the community college is concerned. Uh, as I stated earlier, I work as a success coach. And I think probably one of the most recent stories is about a student who grew up um, pretty much homeless, living on the street. Um, and you would think that his story would have ended in a very bad way, that he probably would have been a part of the system, so to speak. But, um, Working collaboratively with the high school, 
and the community college, this student has, well, his dream was always to be a firefighter. And you wonder, well, how are you going to do that? And, you know, you, you barely have the resources to even get to school. But uh, the remarkable thing is that the collaborative relationship between the public schools and the community college, and that's so important that the community colleges work closely with the high school, and ours does. Um, this student is now, has graduated from high school and is taking his classes now at Wayne Community College to be a fully certified firefighter. Again, this is a story of a student who statistics would have said he would have ended in a very bad way, so maybe in the um, criminal system or something. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. because of the collaborative effort um, and the support that he received at the high school and through the community, and now that has transferred to uh, Wayne Community College, where this student is, it is going on to complete um, all the credentials that he needs to be a fully certified firefighter. Um, this is a story that we use um, when we talk about our program, mm -hmm. but also to talk about the collaborative effort uh, with the community college. So I, I can't overemphasize how important this is for students who, again, think they're not smart right. or either feel they're not going to be able to be that person or be in that profession that they dream of being. The community college is so important in completing and fulfilling the dream that that child may have. That, that is really powerful. And I, I'm, I love to kind of comb the internet for good ads for community colleges. And the one thing they all have in common is they have excellent student stories. We really need to leverage our student stories. This has been a fantastic conversation. Now, one more question I'd like to ask you as trustees, particularly from the lens of being a trustee. And that is, um, what could our colleges uh, do to better promote themselves in the communities they've served. You talked about a lot of different ways, but in terms of opportunities for improvement or things that we might do differently, what could we do to better promote ourselves in, in our communities? Yeah, uh, I can speak to that. I think we all can, but we have the, we have the best. We know that the, our execution is good. We have these great um, offerings at our schools. It's like we have the best toothpaste on the market and not enough people know about it. And you know, we're not right. necessarily on the, we're on the bottom shelf and we uh, may not have the best packaging, but President Hans, we got to see this yesterday, the billboards over here on the system-wide level. Uh, we're finally having a, a, what we think will be an effective marketing campaign. And hopefully locally, each of our schools will supplement that with our own promotions. But we have the best story in town, the best story in the state. and whether it's employers or students, more of them need to know about it. Great. And we've, um, but I think it's something we can be unapologetic about. And I'm like you, I would never apologize for our community college. It's the best thing we have in our communities. And you know, we're all very, obviously very passionate about it. That's fantastic. Other ideas for ways to promote ourselves that we're not doing? I think we need to focus on being proactive versus reactive. I think we're on the right road there mm -hmm. uh, but this is our story to tell it's a good one we need to look for opportunities to tell that story um, and in other words we're the ones that bring it up it's very important there we go and also i think we need to embrace our distinctiveness okay there are students who only we can impact okay that's okay it's okay 
embrace everything that we do um, and 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 talk to everyone that we can Great. <laughs> about so start what's going the, on. Be the one to start the conversation, start the conversation. and also uh, unapologetically tell the things that only we can do. Exactly. I love it. Other thoughts? Ed? Uh, <clears throat> well, we went uh, last year, uh, we have a, a president who's in our second, third year, or second year last year, and we underwent a uh, just a branding survey to see what people thought in the community about Central Piedmont. And, uh, you know, one of the things, not surprising, we found that everybody, virtually everybody knew about Central Piedmont, but they didn't really know a lot of the details about Central Piedmont. And uh, we talked to students, business leaders, uh, people within the, uh, within the college, and as a result of that came out with a uh, campaign uh, which has started here in the spring we changed our school colors uh, we came up with a, a logo and you know one of the things that that uh, what we found is with our students it really gives them something to latch on to we don't have football we don't have basketball but right. now they've got this logo these colors uh, you know it's it makes them proud of their uh, of the organization so yeah, there's great synergy with the comparison to the toothpaste. We're not toothpaste, but we do have to market who we are. That's excellent. Other, th other thoughts about what we might do? I would just say that um, continue to reinforce the idea that the community college is college. And I think one of the stigmas before was, and in fact, it was interesting because I'm born around the same time your mother <laughs> was born. And back in, in those days, the the junior college right. was not really considered college. Right. But the more we can let our constituents know that the community mm -hmm. college is college, your, your students are going to college. Adults can go back to college. I think just to, uh, uh, higher education, mm -hmm. that we are part of that and we're a vital part of that. Um, I think that's what we need to continue to promote and market. Well, I couldn't agree more. And trustees, I want to thank you for this great conversation. Uh, the the state of North Carolina, I think, is in good hands from a, a governance standpoint, given the discourse that we've had here. Uh, it's been great talking to you about this. And uh, thank you so much for everything you do for your institutions. And I also loved hearing about how you're starting to coalesce as a state to maybe tell this story as a group. So thank you very much for your service as uh, trustees. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. For the second portion of our program, I have the real honor to be joined by four colleagues who serve as presidents of community colleges here in North Carolina. Uh, I have with me today Lisa Chapman from Central Carolina Community College, Jeff Cox from Wilkes Community College, Lawrence Rouse from Pitt Community College, and Carol Spaulding from Rowan Cor Cabarrus. I want to make sure I get that right, Carol. <laughs> Cabarrus? That's right. All right. Rowan. Rowan Cabarrus. Cabarrus. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, community College. So, um, you know, presidents, uh, before we have our conversation, I, I, I think it's interesting for us as, uh, as leaders of our institution, we have so many different jobs on our campuses and we obviously care deeply about our institution. 
So I want to thank you for dedicating your career to your institution and, and a community college in America. But my first, uh, my first question has to do about storytelling. We have so many things that we do, but I think storytelling is a really important part of our job. What can the president do to amplify and celebrate college stories of student impact, faculty impact, and community impact? Would one of you like to start off with that? I can talk about our convocation, Carol Spaulding from Rowan Cabarrus Community College. Thank you. Uh, our convocation this year, we let our students tell their story. Oh, and, tell me about that. Uh, so that we have an amazing, we have a lot of amazing students. Everyone has their own story, so choosing one is difficult. But before school starts, we sort of interview some of our scholarship recipients to find out what their story is, so we can have a representative sample of that. Um, and so we have a student who was accepted at NASA to be in the internship program there. He's just exceptional. Wow. Well, it took him five years to come to the community college because he was so terrified of it. So that really resonated with our faculty, mm -hmm. that they could see how important their work was and how transformed they, they saw him. So the, the whole point of his story was for all of us to see exactly the thing that we're talking about here, which is the stigma. We are making a huge difference. We're more than moving the needle for this student. And so we should be proud of him. Yes. We should be proud of the institution, proud of the work we're doing. And many times we're not proud. And so we're trying to build our own capacity internally at our convocation. And so did he speak at your convocation? Oh, he spoke. He was terrified. He did a fabulous job. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. other, uh, other, other thoughts about this? How, how does the president help the college tell the story? Uh, this is Lisa Chapman from Central Carolina. I will just follow on uh, what, what Carol said. I think it's incredibly important for our college family to know that as, as presidents, we believe what we're talking about. We believe and see every day the difference that we're making. Um, I, I've had the opportunity to see what's happened across North Carolina with our 58 phenomenal colleges. Mm -hmm. um, I get to share stories about what's happening across North Carolina and then focus also specifically on, on what's happening at, at Central Carolina. And when I had the chance to speak with some of our um, new faculty at the beginning of this year, I had, had spoken to the group and uh, shared some of the stories. And then I was visiting some of the new faculty and I walked into one of our um, nursing faculty offices and, and she thanked me for the comments. And I said, you know, I just love this college. And she said, the, probably the thing that meant the most to me, she said, I can tell. So I think that it's important that our faculty, if we're gonna tell the story, we need to believe it and they need to know that we believe it because I think the stigma for so long impacted how we thought of ourselves. Yes. And that people noticed when we went out, because we almost went out as if we were trying to, to overcome. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we know we're quality. We believe we're quality. We want to make sure people really do see that, that, that we have a passion for that, and that's the truth. I think that's a really impactful statement from the perspective of the president, because um, you know, we talked, you heard the trustees talk about enthusiasm. We have to be really enthusiastic, but I'm sure you've all used the same phrase. We, we in conversation, we'll just say, I love this place, right? right? So enthusiasm and love, it seems pretty simple, but uh, other ideas, how, how do we effectively help the college tell a story? 
One of the things that I'll say is that at every opportunity that you can speak about your college, whether it's at the Rotary Club, whether it's Kiwanis, any opportunity that you need to be prepared to say positive things about your institution, and that's one of the ways that we have gone out into the community and talked to them about the success stories. But what I find is a lot of times after I tell the stories of our students and what they're doing, I'll have someone come up out of audience and say, you know, my grandson went to your college and he's now very successful. They'll come tell me stories about how the college has impacted them. So I think it's really good to open up that dialogue and then listen again as to those who have, have interacted with your institution as well. Well, Lawrence, I've had the same experience. I think what you said is really powerful. First of all, as the CEO of the organization, you better have a stump speech of positive stuff ready to go. Where If you are handed a microphone, that's your opportunity to shine. But I love what you said about the stories. You know, that success breeds success. If you tell a success story, you might get one or two from the room. And so I guess one thing that I think we can all try to do is make sure we collect those, right? Have, I don't often have some way to write it down. So if somebody uh, shares one of those stories, capture them, take them back to the development office. Any other thoughts? This is Jeff Cox at Wilkes Community College. I, I think one of the things that we all uh, have is just such a breadth of stories to tell. Uh, from uh, going into the local prison to work with the uh, inmates who are trying to uh, turn their lives around. And um, uh, it's always a, an annual highlight for me. We actually go inside the prison to do a graduation ceremony with uh, you know a dozen or so inmates mm -hmm. who, who have met that standard. So from that to the you know, the nursing students, the, the diesel mechanic students who are graduating in two years and making fifty or $60,000 a year. That's a great story to tell. Um, all the way up to our college transfer students who are just top shelf academic students who are transferring on to our, uh, our, our best uh, universities in the state and, uh, and then excelling there. So we just have such a breadth of stories to tell that cover the range of everything we do at the community colleges. A lot of people in the community don't know how, how, how broad our services are. And it's one of the things that make community colleges such exciting places to work and lead, right? Is that there's, there is a, such a range, such a diversity of types of experience. Other thoughts? Well, the only thing I would add to that too, as we tell those stories and as we were talking about success breeds success, I, I think we also don't want to forget the important personal stories. Um, my, my son has a degree from our community college. My husband has a degree from our community college. And as I was sharing that in, with some of the college faculty, they and staff, they began to talk about their parents and their experience. Or if, if you're sitting down um, at the Rotary or you're sitting down and, and you're, you're hearing that the county manager or uh, someone in, some, in the city governments child also had that experience or parent did. I think that uh, that personal experience, you know, our colleges are not colleges for other people's children, right? That's a great phrase. Our colleges are not colleges for other people's children. That's great. Other thoughts? So the other yeah. piece to that is yeah. would you send your child here to the faculty? And if not, why not? And what do we have to do to make that something that you really want to do, that you really see the value here? And so I think that's important just to, to, um, to look at. We, this is my second podcast on this subject because about two weeks ago, Upfront with Cabarrus Magazine called us up and said we wanted to do a podcast because we saw this stigma article. 
can you talk about it? And so Great. we did. But he ended up telling the story of his son that just graduated, his son that was enrolling, and he was he put the best value proposition out there. I, I didn't need to say a thing. He was the best advertisement we ever had. So he had his own stories to tell. And so when you have other people telling those stories, first of all, it's very reinforcing. I mean, we're thrilled. Right. Um, so, but, but other people do have these stories, and, and I think they're more and more likely to do it. They used to sneak up and say, oh, my <laughs> son got a GED from you. That was a long time ago, and now they're not. They're, now they're more proud of it, too. And so I think we, we have already raised our bar a little bit. Uh, we've got a lot more to go, but some of it's our own internal thinking. It's the way we feel inferior. I do not feel inferior. Um, one of the reasons I don't feel inferior is I had an opportunity to do uh, a two-week program at Harvard, and one of the things that our professor said is, our job is easy. Our students are gonna be successful no matter what. Right. You all are doing the heavy lifting, and that is really true. Well, just to tag on, yeah, please do. Uh, just want to share that both of my children went to community colleges. Uh, they both had different interactions with them. My, my daughter, uh, during her senior year, took courses at the college I was president at and ended up getting several hours that she transferred to the university. Mm -hmm. My son went off to college, and little we know that he would discover something called partying. <laughs> it happened. Which is an extracurricular activity. And trying to do uh, mechanical engineering, right. they didn't mix. So he came back to the community college and uh, got his degree from the community college and then went back to the university and is very successful. He's now a mechanical engineer. So we saw both sides of that in our family. And, and right there in both of those experiences uh, encapsulate a good chunk of our value, the value we add, the types of uh, student experiences that we have. Uh, those are fantastic. So and that, that's a good transition actually to another question I wanted to ask the presidents. And, and this is maybe more negatively focused. In your community work externally, and I know you're, you're, our, our jobs, we're, we're out in the community all the time. Where do you encounter the greatest number of misconceptions or false information about community colleges? Where, where does that come from? And when it happens, how do you respond? I think one of the, it's everywhere, mm -hmm. first of all. Okay. But I think particularly in the professional community where you have uh, parents who themselves have university educations, there's a pr prevalent feeling that, that you know community colleges yeah, you're all a great asset in the community for, for kids who can't go on to college. For somebody else's kids. For, for somebody else's <laughs> kids. So, so let me say on the record with my colleagues, all, all three of my teenage sons are proudly enrolled at Wilkes Community College. So, uh, and, I, and I use that personally to, to tell the story, to say, look, I, I used to think like you did, that, that all my kids would go on to the university, and they may eventually, mm -hmm. but they're going to get their start where I know what the quality is like. And it's gonna be right here at Wilkes Community College. And so when and if they transfer on to, to the university, they're gonna have a really solid foundation that they got right here at Wilkes Community College. And then you can hit them with the statistics. They're, they're more likely to graduate. Yes. They're gonna have higher GPAs. That's fantastic, Jeff. Other thoughts about that? When you encounter these misconceptions, how, how do you react and where do you encounter them? So the, a lot of this has to do with some data, which we're just getting now. Mm -hmm. We're getting a lot better at that. So we've got not just stories to tell, but real facts. 
Um, and we're trying to move the needle actually uh, to go from stories to support and support means money. Um, and so that's really a big part of my focus as a president is to make sure that we've got all our audiences talked to. Yeah. And that includes the legislators and the, the county commissioners and all the people who fund us as well as our own family uh, on the convocation side and those kinds of things. So I think uh, telling that story is, is really important. Uh, but we also need to deal with facts. And, and one of the things I did before we, I got here is I looked up some stuff about stigma and read some of the articles that were out there and found that I learned something always, that 46% of all the, uh, the graduates from college start their careers at community college. That's true. And in North Carolina, that's 42%, not quite as high, but pretty good. Um, and we've got more work to do in terms of our own transfer to make that actually more, uh, more accessible. Yeah, well, and uh, I couldn't agree more. And as I as I put together what Jeff said and what you just said, Carol, the um, you mentioned the legislature. I think a lot of our and without getting you know uh, entirely political, a lot of our elected officials uh, uh, disproportionately have four-year college experience and not two-year college experience. What what has been your experience talking about our colleges and our issues with elected officials, particularly the ones that have funding decisions? Well, I think in North Carolina, we put together a pretty good uh, way of approaching our legislature. We go with a united front. Uh, we mm -hmm. put together our legislative priorities each year. And we ask that each president kind of join together as we're talking with our legislators and we actually go to the legislature uh, and talk with them about our priorities. We also include the trustees, the uh, state board members as well. So we, we're a united front. But also I think just having those trust, uh, excuse me, those uh, legislators to come to your campus and also to talk with your trustees as well as have, you got to have a student there to talk about what's happening with them. And then on top of that, just uh, let them see what you're doing there on your campuses. I think that's the best way to sell um, those legislators on funding you. I could not agree more. And I, th I, think, I think that is the magic formula, right? Getting those elected folks to your campus so they can see what you're doing and making sure that there are students there that they can interact with. That's excellent. Other thoughts about how, where you encounter uh, these uh, misconceptions or stigmas and how you react? Well, I, I do think that we, we want people to understand that our students don't come to us simply because they have no other choice. Yes. They come to us because they choose to. They recognize the value, and you know, it's a first-class opportunity for them. Yeah. And, and I think um, in addition to uh, what, what we were talking about in terms of helping legislators hear the student voice, getting them on the campus, the other voice that is incredibly powerful um, is the voice of those employers in our communities. Um, you know, we, in our community, we just had an announcement yesterday um, at, at one of our current employers and an expansion that is happening there. And as I was going through the tour and, and seeing a lot of the employees, individual after individual that was there working that helped build that company to where it was so that it could expand, um, 
those individuals were students that had come through Central Carolina. Right, right. And so one thing I hear you saying, I mean, I'll just ask a follow-up question. It, what I could infer from your comment there about the expansion in the employer community, if you have an employer who gets it and values your grads, have you been able to leverage them as an ally to help tell your story? Um, how, how, have you, how have you been able to work with employers to, to tell everybody, look, we're getting value from this college? One of, one of our biggest partnerships uh, at Wilkes is with GE Aviation. They've got a, a, a facility in uh, West Jefferson, and they, uh, we, we did a customized training project with them, about a $1.2 million project that allowed them to double their capacity in that facility, both the footprint of the building but also the number of employees. And uh, I can tell you they're, they're, we've got no bigger advocate out there in the community than, than, uh, than they are. They, 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 they literally could not have done what they did with their business and found all the workers they found uh, without, without the partnership with uh, Wilts Community College and our advanced manufacturing uh, programs. Yeah, I mean, we need to be that solution provider and uh, on our campus. Uh, this is not special to, to our community college, but one plank of our vision statement is to be an indispensable partner for yes. these businesses so that these businesses would look up and say, but for the community college, we wouldn't have been able to do this. Uh, any other thoughts? So uh, um, this is, we have a legacy at Roman Cabarrus for doing amazing work with um, dislocated workers. Mm -hmm. So in 2003, this is before my uh, tenure as president, the college stepped forward and, and helped uh, uh, train the 4,700 people that were released on one day through the bankruptcy of pillow Techs. and that wow. was a regionally wide disaster. Wow! Um, I think many of us have experienced parts of that, but this was the large one. The federal government came in. A lot of other people uh, came in to try and turn things around. Many of those textile workers did not even have a high school diploma. They didn't need it. Um, so we helped do that. We we gave other job skills. We we. We served more than half of those people. A lot of them retired. Mm -hmm. um, and we have that legacy. People in the community remember that. Um, right. What we have to do now is update it because we were great in a disaster, um, but we want to be a part of the fabric. And so we're now trying to raise the educational aspirations of the community beyond it's just high school. We know we need post, you know, post high school. Right. We're also telling the story of we're the new we're the new postgraduate school because people with bachelor's degrees are coming to us to get job skills, and that's happening more and more frequently. That sort of changes this elitism thing a little bit, um, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's part of what we do. I know many people who needed few job skills, and then they could be hired because they had their bachelor's degree. Carol, I, I want to follow up on that because I think everybody in the room, and, and certainly the president of the panel, I probably recognize that we have a lot more of that happening. People with bac baccalaureate credentials coming back and getting our credentials because we built them for labor market value, because we built them with employment in mind. So uh, that's fantastic. So I have one other question that I'd like to ask uh, the, the panel of presidents. And uh, we talked earlier about how we're the storytellers for our institution. And I kind of want to put you on the spot because I'm happy that this podcast has a, a national audience and there's great things happening in North Carolina. So from your perspective as a president, what would you wish that more people knew about what's going on with community colleges in North Carolina and maybe specifically North Carolinians? What would, they, what would you l wish they knew about what's happening at your institutions and at the 58 colleges here in the state? 
One thing that I would uh, mention is uh, is the the work that's been going on, going on with the My Future NC Commission. We just uh, established for the first time uh, uh, an attainment goal for higher education in this state. Uh, we want to have uh, two two million uh, people, North Carolinians, between the ages of 25 and 44, with uh, some kind of post secondary credential by the year 2030. Um, what I would uh, tell everyone and what I want people to know is w without the community colleges, uh, we will not reach that goal. Uh, we will do the, the, the majority of the heavy lifting uh, if we're going to reach that goal. It's, we'll have so, hopefully we'll have more students with baccalaureate degrees and higher degrees, mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of those post-secondary degrees are going to be credentials and uh, two-year degrees that are going to come through uh, the institutions represented here in this room. Yeah. And we, we need to tell that story. And if we're going to match up the job skills uh, that, that students need to have with the openings that a lot of our companies have, it will be through the work done uh, by the folks here in this room and the institutions we represent. Agreed. Agreed. Others? Other thoughts? Well, I, I would agree with that. I think uh, one of the things that I would like people to know. I, I like calling North Carolina home. I, I um, have have lived in North Carolina many years. I expect my grandchildren to enjoy calling North Carolina home, and for them to be able to enjoy that, we've got to continue economic success. And the only way that's going to happen is through economic mobility, and that's only going to happen through us. Um, and so, continuing to tell that story and and giving some examples. I was at a public policy luncheon the other day and um, I got up to give some updates to the college and I said you know my mom had some surgery the other day and I went to get her the the, the nurse that was uh, discharging her looked at me and she said she was doing everything she was supposed to do great care for my mom and then she said now what do you do at the college and I I looked down I didn't have I didn't have my name tag on at the time and I said uh, well uh, I'm the president. And she looked at me like, nah, I don't think that's what you do. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I said, well, well, when were you a student? And she said, well, I got my nursing degree at the college in, in 2017. And I was not at the college in 2017, had been there previous to that. And I asked her if she had taken some related courses. And the long story short, she was one of our first early college students. Oh. So that partnership that we have and that leadership that we have uh, not only takes care of those students, but, you know, took care of my mom, too. Fantastic. Other thoughts? I, I think what I'd like to um, have other individuals know is that the role we play in a seamless education system, and I'm not, I know we're not all, all the way there, however, we uh, have students who are in high school with our uh, career and college promise that we work with so they can get an early start on careers or either going on to a four-year institution. We also work with employers uh, to ensure that we supply the workforce as well as with universities by, by transferring our students by having that uh, articulation agreement that transfers to any of, of the public uh, universities. So I just think that if they knew the the breadth and depth of what we do as colleges and how we impact so many individuals on a daily basis. I, I just think that we need to get that message out even more. The message of impact. Yes. 
about you, Carol? I'd just like to reinforce something that you said earlier in uh, uh, the dialogue, which is to confront these omissions or slurs or whatever people are doing about community colleges at the time that they're made. I had an opportunity to do that. I thought about it. I'm in a meeting with the Economic Development Commissioner um, and staff, and they have a fabulous report. We're not in it. That offends me greatly because we are part of their fabric. We are their, their hands uh, in the field. So uh, I, in the second meeting, I went and asked for that. I said, you know, what do you think the role of the community college is? He says, you're great. You all do all these wonderful things. Right. And I said, well, do you know that we're not mentioned in this annual report at all? You've got the school system in there. You've got this other stuff in there. We're not even in there. He says, I'll fix that immediately. And I thought I could have just sat there and been mad. <laughs> um, but I felt like he actually made the change. And so I feel much more likely to... to uh, bring our story to light and to show where people are making um, omissions. A lot of it's omission. They don't even use our name. Now it's a hard name, okay? But <laughs> um, they don't use our name. So we've got to we've got to uh, sort of reinforce that. Well, I want to congratulate you for doing that because sometimes it's awkward, right? When you're a member of a group like that, you don't want to be like you know, the person who highlights a problem or something like that. So it's a finesse play to do that, but. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say about your observation, I think you're really onto something that it often is an omission. It's not necessarily done on purpose or, or, or out of you know, uh, uh, ill will. And sometimes all it takes is to wake somebody up to it. And so pointing out that omission, I had a similar experience. I was at an economic development uh, meeting where we had a panel like this and everybody was talking the talk really, really nicely about how technical careers and community colleges were important. When we got in the elevator to go downstairs, it was like a contest of whose kids were going to the most elite institutions. <laughs> Uh, and so sometimes we, uh, I, I say, talk the way at a cocktail party the way you would at a panel discussion. And say the things, if they can take what we say in meetings like this and recommend nieces and nephews and things like that. Any other thoughts on this, uh, uh, things about North Carolina and what you, the great things you've got going here that you'd want the, the world to know about? I think the point you just made about um, this being good, uh, good enough for my own kid. Yeah. Uh, a there's a growing recognition that we've got this skills gap. You can't find a plumber. You can't find an electrician. You can't find HVAC uh, tech. And everybody's saying, you know, the, we need these workers. And you say, well, wh wh what's, your, what's your kid going to do? You know, where's your kid going to go to school? Well, you know, he's going to go to the university. <laughs> well, let's, you know. We recognize there's a need for this, but until we step forward and say, e even with my own kid, maybe, maybe my kid will be a very successful uh, HVAC technician, maybe right. have his own business, uh, but he could do that through uh, through the community college. So we've got to get past uh, recognizing that it's good for somebody and get to the conversation about it's, it's good, it would be good for my own child. Exactly. And then to take that success, say, four years out post-graduation, uh, where is that HVAC person vis-a-vis uh, -vis the person who, um, I always get in trouble when I pick any major, majored in French or majored in, uh, <laughs> you know, you know the, what, 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 are those, uh, what do their lives look like that far out? 
Well, uh, President, I want, really want to thank you for your time. There's been a great dialogue, and uh, it's always wonderful to talk to leaders at, at colleges and other in other states and you really represent North Carolina very very well I've loved this conversation so thank you for your your thoughts and your insights on this great topic this morning Well, that's it for our special Belk Center edition of the N Community College Stigma Podcast Project. I hope you've enjoyed hearing the voices of our allies here in North Carolina, both the trustees and the presidents who are working to end the stigma against community colleges through dialogue and social media. I also want to thank our live audience here in Wilmington, North Carolina. This episode was produced in cooperation with the Belk Center for Community College Leadership and Research at North Carolina State University. As always, the soundtrack for our program was composed and performed by Scott Holmes of scottholmesmusic.com and is licensed through Creative Commons. Until next time, please push back against inaccurate and unfair characterizations of community and technical colleges in real time, wherever you are, especially on social media, and use the hashtag, hashtag NCCStigma, to focus our efforts. Thanks for listening.